Hey, y'all, I'm going to take a second to give a quick shout out to the official mortgage lender of the Hunt Lift podcast. That's Casey Burns of Prime Lending Mortgage. I've known Casey for 10 years and he's the only lender I use. I've used Casey to purchase two houses and the process has been seamless and easy each time. He's the heart of an educator and he truly cares about what's best for his clients. He specializes in VA loans, but can handle FHA, conventional investment loans as well. He's a true expert and specialist in his field, and there's no one I recommend more than Casey. You can contact Casey at casey.burns at primelending.com. Reach him by phone at 919-710-1864. You can also check out all his reviews at www.closewithcasey.com. Thanks, y'all. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast. Carter and Bobby are here again, as per usual. And uh, we got a special one tonight. We're, we finally did something we've been saying we're going to do for a long time, Bobby. We're having, we've planned far enough ahead. We're having a future guest come on and do a tips episode as a little teaser for our full length Thursday episode. So we're getting good at this finally. Yeah, it's almost like we know what we're doing. It's kind of. I mean, we did give them the wrong time zone, but we won't we won't talk about that. <laughs> we're getting close. It's only been a year. We can't win them all, man. What a disaster. Yeah. Uh, anyways, we're here with uh, Austin Stone from Tactical Approach Outdoors. And like I mentioned, Austin's full-length episode is going to come out this Thursday. So we're pumped to have you on a little early, man. What's going on, Austin? Not too much. How are you guys doing? Good dude. Uh, again, I apologize for the Eastern Central time zone miscommunication, but oh no worries at all. We house, just man. walked in the door with dinner and <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. 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 We just walked in with dinner and and I saw your message. I'm like, oh no, man, I gotta hook up. <laughs> Glad it worked out, dude. I appreciate you taking the time. Um, yeah, listeners. This Thursday's a doozy. If you uh, if you deer hunt, if you give a shit about deer hunting, um, you're gonna want to tune in and listen to this one and listen to what Austin has to say. This guy knows a thing or two about whitetail. Is that fair to say, Austin? I think I know a thing or two. At least I <laughs> at least I like to think I do. Anyways, <laughs> the deer yeah. tend the, the deer tend to tell me different things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. Well, cool, man. Well, on these tips episodes, we like to give listeners um, a couple suggestions or, you know, tips, if as it as it were, uh, on what people can be focusing on, man. And since you're the whitetail guy, um, seasons are winding down if they haven't wound down already. Um, Austin, what are you what are you doing in the woods right now to, to either prep for next season or what are, what are you doing right now? Biggest thing I'm doing right now is I'm covering a lot of ground. I'm either scouting a property that I've I hunted this last fall and I'm scouting it more in depth, or I'm going to completely new properties and figuring out exactly what the movement patterns look like on those properties. So this I'm going this weekend to um, Kansas to a property that I hunted this past weekend where I shot my buck and you know I'm going to dive into a little bit more detail into figuring out where main bedding patterns were where you know um, scraping and main movement patterns maybe trying to find a hidden movement that I didn't know was there during the fall and it's really trying to be you know as detailed as possible we've got a time frame right now that we could be extremely intrusive on the property 
that we will not get away with during the fall. So what I'm doing is collecting as much information as possible during this time frame when I'm not going to mess up my fall hunting and have it all mapped out. So that way when I do my in-season scouting, I can be extremely precise with where I'm go where I'm going to scout. I'm not covering a lot of ground, bumping bucks out of bedding and and doing things to really mess up my um, chances at harvesting that buck during the fall. So that's really what I'm doing now is is you know when I find some primary scrapes I want to key in on and maybe some bedding patterns, during my um, fall scouting, all I can do is just go straight to it and be extremely precise in my access and go in as if I was just hunting it, check and see if it's fresh, and then back out of there rather than you know lingering around and checking things out and really causing a big disturbance. I go in. If it's fresh, I hunt it. If it's not, I bump over to the next spot that I knew was really huge sign and go from there. And then I just figure out what, you know, what's fresh, what I need to be focusing on. And then what's not fresh, I just keep, let it be and move on. Heck yeah. Yeah. I like that. Now's, now's a good chance to be aggressive. And now's when I kind of catch up on like when I'm sitting in my stand up on my property and I'm looking out and I'm not seeing any deer. All I'm doing is analyzing all the shit that needs to be done, all the work that needs to happen. And I'm just <laughs> yep. making a mental list. I'm like, all right, as soon as that last day's over, it's time to get to work. And so I'm in there and I'm like, all right, you know, clearing shooting lanes, like that tree's got to go, that limb's got to go. Um, you know, where else could I open up? Um, I've got holes cut in my, I cut sections of fence out of my property so the deer can have better access. Um, and I found putting cameras on those points of access has led to, uh, higher activity, uh, pictures for me instead of just wherever they wanted to jump over. But now's, you know, you got to run in there and get it done real quick, especially if anybody's a turkey hunter, you want to get it done so that you can focus yeah, on turkey, focus on turkey on, you know, come March. So you got a, that short window to kind of, like you said, figure it out. And the other cool thing is like the leaves are still off the trees. And so, like some of these properties, it gives you a different perspective on what they actually look like because it it looks totally different from when you're not like stomping around in November and December, or at least you shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, you know, it gives you a different perspective. Yeah. And the, the cool thing too, you know, you brought up shoot, um, trimming shooting lanes. Now's the time to get in there and do and do that because you're gonna actually see what that tree's gonna look like come November. Like you're gonna get up in that tree and you're gonna look around you like this is what it's gonna look like come November. And you know, obviously in October we've got a little bit more leaf cover and whatnot. But if you go in there, you know, August, September and try to trim lanes, you might not be actually efficiently trimming lanes for what it's gonna look like come November. Yeah, absolutely, man. When you're talking about betting, Austin, this is something I admittedly am not good at. And I think Bobby's running the same problem as I have. Um, both of us hunt, I would say, like our better spots are smaller parcels. Um, and we both have great age populations of bucks on our property. Um, and clearly they're getting there just after uh, shooting light, which is 
the big issue. Um, and so I know a key to that component is finding bedding areas um, and trying to hunt in between, right? Because it's not like they just disappear. They don't just <laughs> evaporate until after the light goes down. Um, yep. So finding that bedding area. So admittedly, my question is, what, what, where do I even start? If I don't know how to look for bedding area, how do I address that? I'm looking for a safe place. So it, you know, the deer, deer will travel miles to get to food. So that's not necessarily uh, a key for me as hunting public land, especially, you know, those ag fields are going to be hunted hard. So it does me no good to search for bedding close to those ag fields. So I'm going to get off into the ridges and the moment I start finding an increase in sign, and I'm talking an increase in scraping, increase in rubbing. They're going to tell you where they feel safe with those features. And they're going to tell you, you know, they're leaving droppings and, and areas where they feel comfortable. And then you dive into that spot and f- find those small terrain features or tiny little pockets of cover like cedar cut cover, you know, surrounded by oaks. Um, I'm going to give an example here. Um, a few weeks ago, I dove into a new property close to home for me in Kansas. And this bedding area surrounded by super heavy activity. You know, uh, it's definitely not getting hunted as hard as the rest of the property is. And that shows with how heavy the sign was um, lots of scrapes, lots of rubs, lots of droppings. But where he was bedding was he was bedding on the interior where I literally had to duck and weave through that um, thicket. And he was bedding underneath some pin oaks, some immature pin oaks that were grown up. They were growing right in the middle of that nasty thicket. And I, once I got in there, you could see where he was bedding and laying down. And then there was a rub, you know, six feet from that bed. So you're like, obviously this is a good buck. This is at least a buck bed. And the size of the rub kind of looked, it looked like he was more than likely a mature buck. He is bedding under an oak tree. So he could browse all day in that thicket and literally never leave that thicket if he didn't want to. And then, you know, he could go to water um, after dark. And that there was, there's always water close. Every time I find a really good bed, I I want to key in on, there's usually water somewhat close by and some kind of little hidden source. So my buck I shot in Kansas this year, this guy was bedding really close to a hidden spring up in the ridges. So the, the ridges were covered in Oak flats and then they had a cedar thicket just up the, just up, from those oak flats so they could bed up in the cedars and watch the oak flat while having the wind come in behind them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that, that spring, you know, be a couple hundred yards from where this guy was bedding typically. And where a lot of the main buck activity I was finding was just a couple hundred yards from this spring. So you, usually I'm looking for, you know, dense secluded cover, something that's overlooked and then you've got waters pretty close by and they've got browse in that specific area. Th- think about with these big mature bucks, if they don't want to leave a spot during the day, 
they don't have to. That's where they're gotcha. going to try to hold up. They want plenty of browse. They want something to eat because they're going to eat during the day. They're going to get on their feet. They're going to move a little bit. But if they don't want to move more than 100 yards during the day and stay concealed and still have food, that's usually what they're going to do until it gets more to the rut, obviously, when they're really covering ground and and whatnot. Yeah, that's great. And that, that gives me a lot to kind of think about here that that's uh, another piece to the puzzle right yeah and a lot, a lot of times i find these areas that are in between um human intrusion i actually mm. find them not really far from human intrusion but for some reason people just aren't staying there they're not they might walk through it but they're not hunting it they're not staying there and hunting it so that buck knows how he's got plenty of escape routes out of that bed he can get away super easy and let that hunter walk by, never know he's there, and then he can return back, back to that bed because that hunter's not staying. So so I'm finding that they're really weird overlooked areas. Either A, you can't hunt them because there's no tree. So that spot that I found in that middle of that thicket, you know, under the pin oaks, there may have been one or two pin oaks that I could, probably could have gotten into and hunted but I'm not going to be more than 12 feet off the ground. Mm. So, so either you can't really hunt it, you know, get in there and hunt it. You can hunt the edges of it, or it's just a really overlooked weird spot that has everything that he needs. And for whatever reason, he feels super safe there because their folks aren't staying and hunting it. And he has plenty of escape routes that he can just sneak right on off. Bobby, does that have your wheels turning for next season with your puzzle? I'm literally taking notes right now because, <laughs> well, I I still have uh, till Saturday, so I still have sure. a little bit of time left. So lucky me, but and that's what sucks about turkey season starts literally like when deer season ends. So like I, my time window is a lot slower, but yeah, I, I, and you know everything you're saying too, I resonate so much with because it's like yeah, you know he's right. Like they probably do feel comfortable back where I seen them, and I, I can't get to there and. It's just a, uh, it's a fighting battle. That's what it's just every season with me, but you know, what are you going to do? You still, I still go every single time I can and I still get disappointed, but. Well, I mean, you can't shoot them while you're on the couch, right? I mean, you can depending on what, like, I guess Xbox station or PlayStation or something <laughs> like that. One of those big game hunter games, but they don't look South as good point. that way. Yeah. <laughs> they don't look I as hope, good on the wall. I hope you <laughs> smack a monster on Saturday, man. Yeah, so did I. And you know what's funny is the other night, last night, I was texting you. I said I was going to go, and I got caught up at work, and he walked by the camera at shooting light, too. And I'm like, of course he did. A fucking really? course he did. First time in months he walked wow. by the camera and shooting light. I was like, yep, of course. Of course. But, sorry, of course. That's brutal. That's brutal. That's cool, man. That's that's really great advice, Austin. Um, you got any other uh any other pieces of advice for, for folks here before we jump off? Um, another thing, you know, when I'm looking at these areas, when I find actually find a bed, I use my wind floaties and then fit, figure out exactly what the wind is doing in that spot. And maybe it'll tell me maybe when he's, what wind direction he likes to hunt. I mean, it's bed in that specific spot. Mm-hmm. That way I can really kind of pay attention to when he might be showing up in that location and i can plan my hunts accordingly 
I'm also looking for access routes, not just trees, but also access routes. Getting in and getting out. Getting in and getting out. I mean, this is your time to be intrusive and cover ground. So, you know, put the entire plan together. Once you find a location that you know you want to pay attention to, figure it out. Is that that's what I do? Is once I find a spot I want to slow down, I, I will slow down and really dissect it, and and that way I know going into the fall I have a very good idea about what exactly is going on in that in that location, including the wind. Hell yeah, that's all fantastic stuff, man! And I think that's a pretty good teaser for uh, this week's episode coming out in a couple days. So everybody. Definitely tune in on Thursday and check it out. Episode 96 with Austin, Tactical Approach Outdoors. Austin, where can we find you on uh, on social media? You can find me Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook at Tactical Approach Outdoors. You can also find my um, website is tacticalapproachoutdoors.com. Hell yeah. Everybody go drop a follow. And while you're at it, go check out Hunt Lifted Official. Go buy, a, go buy a pair of shorts, everybody, right? I need a new pair of running shoes, so go buy a pair of shorts. Bobby needs, uh, Bobby needs to keep paying for his gym membership, so come support. Go check out the website. As always, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. We'll talk to you next week.